So as an entrepreneur, that's the mentality is there's a little bit of a setup, a little bit of a ramp up period. And the way that you make that faster and more efficient is by providing as much information as possible to your bookkeeper and asking questions. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon private label sellers. Now, obviously, e-commerce operators who sell on Amazon and other platforms as well. So today we are talking with Nathan Hirsch of Ecom Balance. Ecom Balance helps e-commerce sellers to get clean books and thus make financially driven decisions is my understanding of it. Nathan's a massively experienced entrepreneur. If you want to hear more about his story, then you can listen to the previous episode. Today, we're going to plunge straight into the question of how to actually work with a bookkeeper, how to communicate with a bookkeeper, which I have to say, I have personal experience of, so I'd be interested to learn more. So Nathan, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So bookkeepers and entrepreneurs, it seems to me sometimes they speak a slightly different language. <laughs> so tell me what you see when that breaks down and how do we make it better? So that's been a big focus of mine for the past few months because we want to really bridge that gap. We want to teach our bookkeepers to speak in a way that the average e-commerce entrepreneur can understand. And we also want to value the entrepreneur's time. So to us, it, it starts off with getting on the same page early. So assuming someone has gotten a quote from us and agrees to work with us, the next step is integration. So that's when we get the only access to bank accounts, to credit cards, to, to marketplaces. And we want our team to take the time to, to go through it and to mark down things that they might have questions on before what we when we have our kickoff call. So that kickoff call is extremely important. That's a chance for clients to ask questions to our bookkeepers. It's a chance for clients to explain their business, things we should know, nuances, issues they've had in the past with, with other bookkeepers. And for obviously for my team to, to ask questions and get on the same page after we've already reviewed their accounts, their marketplaces, so that we know what's going on. From that kickoff call, that's when we actually get started on the books. And a lot of times when you get started on new books and you really dig in there, more questions come up, things maybe were not discussed in the kickoff call or were left out. And those first 30 to 60 days are incredibly important to get to know the business and get to know the transactions of the business. And what we find is that 95% of the time, we're going to or 95% of transactions, we're going to learn. So if you charge something now or you charge something in eight months, we're going to know where that is, where we don't need to ask you. Every once in a while, a client will drop 10K on something that's brand new that they've never done before. And we need clarification on what that is. But our goal is to take those first 30, 60, 90 days to really get on the same page. And as clients, you should really be trying to think of every possible bit of information that you can share with your bookkeeper. What does a good month look like? What does a bad month look like? What is What are metrics that are important to you? How many products do you sell? What marketplaces do you sell on? What are the news and nuances of those marketplaces? You might have businesses that are doing print on demand, that are paying vendors on net 90 terms, that are buying inventory in certain frequencies. These are all things that it's very important for a bookkeeper to know. And you want to be able to share that information quickly. So 
our goal is to take those 30, 60, 60 days to really get on the same page, have strong communication via email, asking questions, keeping stuff in writing so that after that, the amount of time that we have to actually reach out to our client is very small. So as an entrepreneur, that's the mentality is there's a little bit of a setup, a little bit of a ramp up period. And the way that you make that faster and more efficient is by providing as much information as possible to your bookkeeper and asking questions. Perfect. So you have to accept that there's a ramp up period. I think that's the, it sounds really obvious thing. And to a man who's now on his third outsourcing based business or fourth, because your Amazon business was scaled through outsourcing, right? That might sound like an obvious thing, but a lot of people I know get to the point where they've got themselves and a business partner and maybe a couple of team members, and they're doing several million dollars a year already. And to really get used to the idea of hiring, particularly if it's remote for a lot of people is a really big mental step. So what would you say are the errors that you see? coming up with somebody who's in that kind of situation and how do we deal with that? Good question. So in terms of the, the mental errors, I would go into the mentality that I would assume nothing. I would assume just that the bookkeeper understands e-commerce, but not that they necessarily understand your business because there's lots of different e-commerce businesses out there. So focus on what is your past? Like, how did you start this business? How did you grow it? Where's your business currently at? And what are your future goals? So are you selling? Are you going to open up a Shopify store in the future? Are you planning on opening up other bank accounts? These are all things that, that your bookkeeper needs to know. And there's also a certain mentality on your side that you need to take. First of all, not mixing, intermingling personal and business. That's a that's something that we will work with someone if they're doing that, and it's an absolute mess to clean up. If you're buying groceries with your business account, that's a big issue. Second is making sure you're using real business bank accounts and real business credit cards. The issue with using personal accounts, although technically you could have a personal account, you could have two personal accounts, one for personal and one for business. There's no way for a bookkeeper to get view only access to your personal, to the personal checking account, even if it's used for business. So get, make it easy for your bookkeepers. Use banks like Mercury that make it easy for bookkeepers to get access to and make sure it's set up as a business account. So there's a little bit of setup and mentality that you need to have that, hey, before I pass it over to a bookkeeper, I want to make it as easy as possible. But then there's that sharing of information where it's, hey, what should this bookkeeper know about my past, current, and future to help to put them in position to succeed in doing my books? Okay. So that is an excellent question. So I'm going to point it back at you and say, what should your bookkeeper know? What sort of things do they actually need to know? You mentioned future past goals and opening a whole new marketplace. What other things do they need to know that often get left out if you're not careful? All the bank accounts, all the credit cards, all the processors, all the loans that you might have, those are things that, that they need to know. So make sure that you're able to easily list that out. That's one of the reasons we go through integration because here and there, a client will be like, oh, I forgot to tell you about this chase card that I use for XYZ. So make sure that you list all those out. Make sure that if there's any large purchases, so purchases over five or $10,000 that you tell people about those, because a lot of times those have to be depreciated. You might have bought a warehouse. You might have bought a large quantity of inventory. You might've bought one of those. It's not a tractor. I'm forgetting the word, but those carts for the warehouse that you spend $5,000 on that, that we need to know about. So think about any large purchases. Also, like, how are you buying inventory? Are you buying it more wholesale? Are you buying it every quarter? Are you on certain terms with your vendors? We don't necessarily need to know every little detail, but those things are incredibly important for the bookkeepers. And lastly, what marketplaces you sell on? Is it Amazon Europe? Is it just Amazon US? Making sure that's super clear for any bookkeeper so that nothing's missed. That makes a lot of sense as well. Great. As usual with you, I always feel like 
after about five minutes, you've answered all the questions that a person could have. What are the other questions that come up in those initial calls that you have, either a sort of sales call or discovery call, if you call it that, or your sort of initial onboarding call or whatever you call that? Uh, what are the questions that the entrepreneurs ask at that point? You brought it up in the last podcast that, that most entrepreneurs don't understand. They don't like the balance sheet and they want to ignore that and just focus on the PL. The balance sheet is incredibly important. Having starting balances, having vendor balances, these are all things that, that the bookkeeper needs to know. I, I would make sure to put your bookkeeper in contact with your account. It's one of the things we get during integration, your account's information. We're only going to reach out to them with your permission, but we want to be on the same page so that everything that we're doing from a bookkeeping standpoint matches exactly what's on your tax return. And that's important for the balance sheet, but it's also important for your business setup and your partnerships. A lot of times you might say, hey, it's a 50-50 partnership, but that's not what it says on your tax return and we need to be able to match it up there. So making sure that we're able to see previous tax returns, that we're in communication with your accountant, that your balance sheet, that we can get up to date as quickly as possible. Those are extra things to, to focus on during those first 30 days. That's really good advice. And the final thing on the balance sheet, since you put it up, and I know you're not a CPA or a bookkeeper, but you're a, a savvy entrepreneur, financially literate entrepreneur, I would say, let's put it that way. So in your experience, what are the missing bits of information that if we use a good bookkeeper and have good reporting, we can learn from? How can it inform our decision-making? A lot of it is the starting balances because the balance sheet is essentially a snapshot of your assets versus liabilities. And if the starting balances are wrong, then everything else is going to be wrong. So that's my biggest tip is to make sure that we have good, clean starting balances, make sure that your accountant has those balances and that they're not ignoring your balance sheet so that you can get a good snapshot of where your business is at and essentially the health. That, that makes sense. So you're going to make sure it's accurate. So I guess the question I'm asking is, if you're sitting down with your bookkeeper, because you guys own multiple businesses, and you are having that monthly meeting, what does the balance sheet help? How does the balance sheet help you in your decision making? A big focus of it is on inventory. So you can know, hey, this is what I have on hand. These are my current assets. Obviously, it's going to show you if you have a negative account health, if your liabilities are just drastically ahead of your assets there. But you also, a lot of the businesses that I've run, like Freya, for example, there was no warehouse, there was no office, there was no inventory. So businesses like that end up being a lot less complex when you're an e-commerce seller and you might have a lot of different assets that you need to know the value of, you need to be able to monitor and see how that's changed on a month-to-month -month basis. And a lot of times it helps you point out red flags too, where you're like, hey, the, our, we have too much inventory, whatever it is, or our liabilities are, are starting to stack up. So that's how I would look at it. It's tough to give a, hey, this is what you should do in every possible situation, because that balance sheet is one of those things that's very customized depending on what your business is and how you're running it. That makes sense. And I guess this is why you got to employ experts really in such matters. Let's get to the point where you tell us how you help people with this. So obviously you've got a very clear onboarding and ramping up process, which you've gone through. And that's obviously a great way to minimize errors in communication. So if people want to get started with you, what services do you offer? Oh, and one thing I ought to ask, which I didn't ask in the last episode first, which marketplaces do you deal with? Obviously Amazon, which is the focus of this podcast, but what are the other marketplaces or D2C sites? We work with all e-commerce marketplaces, whether it's big commerce, WooCommerce, Shopify, eBay, Amazon. We have sellers that sell on all of them. Great. That's useful to know. 
And so what do you actually do for people as well? What are the services? Our core focus is monthly bookkeeping. Charge you on the first, getting you accurate income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement on time every single month so that you can make good decisions. We can help you clean up and catch up your books. If we're doing your monthly books, we can help you with add-on services like AR, AP, sales tax, payroll. But our core service is that monthly books for e-commerce sellers. And if you go to econbalance.com, you can quickly get a quote and hopefully move forward. We talked about what integration looks like, but mention this podcast, get two free months of bookkeeping and getting a quote is as simple as filling out a quick form and sending us access to your current books. Fantastic. And I know that we've also got some useful PDFs as well about a couple of things. So what to look for in your monthly meeting, what the exact agenda should be, the meeting with your bookkeeper, which you've stressed so much, which makes sense, how to make decisions and some sample reports. So those are amazingfpa.com forward slash ecom balance. So as usual, Nathan, I've said this to people before about you that when I interview you, unlike everyone else, I feel like you get to the chase so efficiently, like we're done in 10 minutes which is a really useful thing when you got somebody working with busy entrepreneurs. Is there any other question that I didn't ask you that I should have? No, I think we covered a lot. I know you said 10 minutes, but it's been a good 50 minutes or so. And I, our, my goal is to not dive into the technicality of the bookkeeping because I don't think entrepreneurs need to know that. But entrepreneurs do need to know what that setup should look like, what a good setup looks like. And obviously the other stuff we talked about, like errors and things common mistakes with bookkeeping and how to do it the wrong way. So you need to know enough to be dangerous. You need to know what a good setup looks like, but you don't need to actually know how to technically do stuff in QuickBooks. How not who? That's the classic thing that we're talking about here. Don't work out how to deal with QuickBooks because there are so many details. I've tried to do it myself and I repeatedly get cheapskate and try to do my own reconciling and then give up <laughs> and go and hire somebody because it's never worth it. Uh, you're right. So getting stuck in the detail. Final thing then is just for me to say many thanks, Nathan. I think this is like the third business that I've been talking to you about in the e-commerce space, which is very impressive. May not be the last, but it's certainly a really critical. And I think that I know so many sellers that really need something like this. So go check it out, guys. Ecom with one M, ecombalance.com. Mention the 10K Collective podcast or the amazing FBA podcast. And Nathan, Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.